Hey everybody, welcome to Rust Belt Startup. I'm your host, Ryan Miller. This is a podcast full of long-form conversations with artists, entrepreneurs, educators, people that are living unconventional lives in unconventional locations. And I hope everybody's doing okay. Hope you're hanging in there. It's uh, still some weird times out there. I think I'm in week four of uh, remote work slash quarantine. But everybody's healthy in the house. The kids are doing good. My wife is doing great. And we're making the most of it. You know, I've been getting to spend some more time with the family uh, and still keep a, a pretty full work schedule. So I feel like I've been living in Zoom, which is kind of like a, a bad version of the Matrix. But um, but been been able to connect with people and help some people and and uh, and learn a lot. And uh, yeah, we're doing okay. Spring's coming and. Uh, and, and uh, you know, some folks that I've been talking with in my role as a, an advisor to entrepreneurs are doing some really interesting things to try to keep their businesses afloat, to pivot a little bit and uh, uh, try, to, try to keep some sense of normalcy. So I hope you and yours are safe and healthy and staying safe by staying home. So we're going to go practical today on the podcast. Um, this is a, a conversation that I had with a, a gentleman I recently met by the name of Gary Maples. And Gary comes uh, kind of from a digital agency background. Um, but what we really focus on today, uh, we get into a little bit of his story, but um, he's all about building chatbots. And you're like, ah, I don't know about chatbots, or maybe, maybe you don't see the the value for a small business. But right now, um, we are doing everything digitally. We are ordering everything for delivery, and we dig into what a chatbot is, how you can build one. So we're going to get really tactical. If you're someone that wants to build a chatbot to help you um, get information to your customers, to your audience, uh, maybe have some functionality, whether that's making an order, ordering food, buying something. Um, we're going to talk about how you uh, can go about building something like this. And uh, we get in, we don't get into the weeds too much, but we're hopefully going to give you an overview of what a chatbot is, um, how you can build it, and maybe some of the things that, that, that could be done with them. So it's a really fascinating conversation. Uh, I'm all about trying this out. And a lot of it takes place right within uh, the Facebook Messenger platform. So um, there's some external tools that Gary talks about that we can all take advantage of on the cheap. And my hope is that you may find something here that you can apply to your own business uh, to help to automate or maybe just make some, some information come alive for your users. And uh, so... I'm super grateful to Gary for sharing his insights on this. This is what he does uh, for a living, particularly around uh, lead gen for the solar business, but there's a ton of stuff that's applicable to all businesses. So uh, I hope you enjoy this conversation about chatbots, the rise of the chatbots with myself okay. and Gary um, Mables. I guess, I guess, so, so Gary, you're in, you're in Rome now, but you're from, is it DC, Virginia? Where are you, where are you coming from? Correct. Close. So I was born born in Rome, New York. Okay. And uh, I moved down to Florida when I was like four or five years old. I was really young. Spent my whole life down there. Uh, I had a, a web development agency. We'll call it a boutique agency. It's called Web Growth System, showing uh, how basically helping companies grow online using systems and processes. And I did that for a few years and then uh, had an opportunity to work for a company out in Orlando. Uh, did that for a couple of years. They were in the ticket business, and that was really exciting. What we did is we helped sell uh, tickets to um, individuals looking to go to sporting events, concerts, that type of stuff. And we actually, I'll elaborate that because it's a really neat sure. story. I'll elaborate on that for a second. So uh, we found a little loophole in Ticketmaster. At the time, Ticketmaster wasn't able to sell event tickets about 48 hours prior to the event. They didn't offer it. So it was just the venue at the time. They didn't want to get into... The, the issue of uh, electronic ticket sales, not making it to the individual on time and that, that type of stuff. So this was early on. This was, yeah. this was very early. Yeah, this was, I'm 37 now, it was 23, 22, okay. 23. And um, so we, along with a company in uh, New Jersey, uh, partnered together and created something called LMT, Last Minute Tickets. And uh, we were able to offer these tickets um, to those people interested in going to the events electronically. And a lot of people, you hear scalpers and brokers selling tickets for high prices. We flipped the script. We actually would invest um, in last-minute tickets 
and buy the remaining inventory from the from the brokers who just made a bunch of money right off the of mm-hmm. original sales and they're scared and normally they didn't have enough let's say the sticker broker out in california and there's an event in new jersey or, or new york they didn't have enough inventory to justify like flights for their sales guys and stuff to go scalp them so we would pick up the inventory or work out a relationship um, with them on consignment and then flip it using social media advertising and um, Craigslist was huge at that time too. Yeah. Craigslist bot we used, and uh, so that was awesome. We ended, we ended up um, that led into working directly with the New Jersey Nets, a sales director named Brian Jemison, brought us out there on a handshake deal. We had access to all their inventory, which was crazy. Um, he sat us in Mikhail Prokhorov's like front row seats. He was the Russian billionaire who bought the team at the time, and that was awesome. And that trans transitioned into. Uh, a gentleman named Jeff Hansen, who's the founder of Creed, the band. Um, came oh, our, yeah. What do you mean the founder board. of the band? Like, he was he in the band? Founded, no, he founded the band. So he's from Tallahassee. He's on Behind the Music. If you ever Wait, watch that. I saw this one. I saw this one, yeah. He's the one that went to all the venues yeah. and told him that, you know, Scott Staff is the greatest guy ever. And, yep. And he basically built that brand. Yeah. He built that brand. And, and Jeff Hansen is one of the coolest guys ever. He's one of my few Instagram followers which is pretty wild. So um, that I learned a lot from there. Um, ended up having a difference, and um, we didn't. I didn't have. We didn't have the same vision myself and the CEO at the time. So we parted ways, and then I went back to running the boutique web agency. Had an opportunity a few years after that to work in in solar using um, the advertising experience and and the processes and that type of stuff, implementing those on the front end for the sales team. Can I stop you for a second and ask you about the ticket, uh, sure, ticket business? Sure. So, um, you know, is your background one of, of being a, uh, a programmer or like, is, was this, you know, it was this ticket business very much like it's, there's a digital front end and you're doing a bunch of stuff manually on the back end. Yeah, no. So to answer the first part, I'm not a programmer at all. Okay. Um, it was all school of hard knocks and that all started, um, I won't go too far into it, but I paid a gentleman a couple thousand bucks. It was like all I had in my bank account. I had an idea for a company, for a takeout company in the, in the county I was in. And I he used what was called Joomla, right? That's yeah, I remember Joomla. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I remember seeing it was open source and free. And after I paid that, I was like, everything I had, it's like, oh, my gosh, I got to learn this. So then I just started learning that and then got into WordPress and then realized, you know, you can outsource stuff relatively cheap or especially now with communication and technology. You can so it was more of a project right. management. Yeah. And so on the ticket side, um, we, um, we ran, um, we really utilized tools that were already built um, specifically for the ticket industry. Mm-hmm. And we'd also run our own advertising campaigns. So we would create, like for New Jersey basketball tickets, we had njbasketballtickets.com and we'd run traffic to there. But the great thing is about anything, and we'll elaborate on this too, um, is a passion project I'm working on um, for any business and anything that you're doing, the goal is to have a list. So just think after you get 500 people buying New Jersey Nets tickets and you have another game coming up, you just send out your email to those 500 contacts. They're going to buy them for their friends and family, especially when they're you know, between five to $10 a piece. Right. So the list is the key for everything, but no, there's tools created for the ticket business to help with that. But we also utilize some of the stuff we've learned. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry. I didn't mean to to railroad that. Now you're in the, now then you got into the solar industry. Yeah. So I got into solar um, with, I had a couple of partners and um, there was energy efficiency in solar. So on the top of a lot of homes, you'll see solar attic fans or solar roof fans. Um, those their little the solar panels are yay big mm-hmm. little 30 watt panels and then um, there's a reflective barrier that goes over your existing insulation reflects the heat out um all this stuff is on department or uh energy.gov you can see there's um you know there's specific savings you know depending on how much electricity is used but my forte again was um kind of running the front end side um helping with streamlining processes on the sales side creating leads that type of stuff and um, we had a lot of success. Um, we did really, really well. I was ready to settle down. I bought a cabin in the mountains uh, and um, I was ready to go all in. And then I touched on it with you a little bit, but I had yeah. a partner decide to um, embezzle quite a bit of money. So after that, I went, you know what? I've had two um, pretty cool opportunities. Uh, I actually had a, a couple more, but um, I think it's now time I spend it with, with family back up in upstate New York. So I came okay. up here almost a year or so ago and uh, work back on, on um, really thinking about what it is I wanted to focus on. Because over those years, luckily I've had companies' monies 
money to spend and learn the advertising side of it, digital marketing side, the branding side. And I just kind of sat back. I took a few months. I traveled a little bit, saw friends in other, other states and, and then finally just said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this on my own. Might bring another partner or two, but I need to vet them properly. That's a really interesting experience um, to, to know that you, you need to make sure you're working with the right people. And that was the, the biggest thing I got out of all this and uh, created solarleadmachine.com. And that, that company is dedicated to helping solar companies grow and scale with keeping their lead costs, their upfront lead costs as minimum as possible. These companies are paying anywhere from 50 to $100 a lead. And we, using Facebook and other social media platforms, can get them significantly less. And you're talking from 5 to $15 a lead. Right. And then we work out a little back end rip on the project sure. as it's done, but it keeps their cash flow freed up. And there were times, Ryan, we'd have, when we were doing really good on the solar side, we'd have $100,000 in front of us on aging. But I, myself, and the office manager would spend, I'm not kidding, two to three full days a week chasing money. Like, what bills are we going to pay? How are yeah. we going to make payroll? Can do you think you can ask these guys to cash your check later? Like, crazy, crazy stuff. So, I found an opportunity going through that um, to be able to, you know, to have that conversation with solar company owners saying, hey, listen, we have the solution. But again, it's no different. It works for, for any business, right? You just have so to. Wait, wait, why, why, was there, why was there this crazy aging? Was it because the, the, uh, the cash flow of the solar businesses was, was very weak or was just the, the time that it took to, to go from lead to close a project was a long time? Yeah, so two parts. So both of that. So we had an investor in as well. Currently, before I exited, um, we, had, we were working on funding. Um, however, the main partner who was the investor prior to that would pull capital out, right? Yeah. Um, as almost as fast as it went in in the beginning. And because we had this money on aging, we were somewhat okay with it because we knew that there was, there was always money coming in. But that, that created that crunch. And um, that combined with not getting paid for the project um, from our financing arm. We had a, it wasn't internal, but we had a couple of companies we worked with that would pay us a large percentage of the project after it was installed. So after it was on the roof. And for our larger projects that we were working on schools, Warren County School um, System out in Virginia, there's there was a couple others, we had to pay upfront engineering costs, which were a lot of money. So I didn't, you know, even though the company made it, showed from a gross revenue standpoint, there was a lot of money on the books. The cash flow was king, it kept us consistent. However, distributions were not all, right? We took a couple here and there. We really just made just take enough to to be able to get by yeah. for this, for this log in the fire right this um this hope hopefully one day uh we'll be able to cash out so that's what happened and long story short, i told you why i exited there yeah yeah and uh yep created solar lead machine help solar company owners now but i've always aside from what i've done i've always helped small business owners um whether it's even simple things as far as um creating a a, a, a pd it sounds really simple but a PDF that they can print out that has multiple like cutout cards that they can give their customers. Yeah, totally. You know, a buy five, get one free. Like as simple as that sounds, the I, it's safe to say the majority of business owners, especially in, in the restaurant industry or bar, that type of stuff, they don't, they don't even know where to begin with that. It's not even discussing are their open hours correct on Google My Business? Uh, do they have a Facebook page? Are they interacting on a consistent schedule? So I've always kind of done that in the background too. So how does solar lead machine work? So you're generating leads through what? Social Google ads, and, and then you, you're kind of really into chatbots, which is where I want to kind of take this conversation. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So what we did, uh, there's, always, there's always new technology coming out. And Facebook is, is a massive platform. It's where everybody goes, right? So utilizing what Facebook provides us with as far as digital marketers or advertisers online, we can take that data and then we can target specific audiences. So in this case, on a service-based um, ad campaign, which would be solar, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we would target, we wanna make sure they're homeowners, right? We wanna make sure they uh, have X amount of money available um, if they decide to go cash, right? Because we always like to take cash or the solar sure, companies sure. like to have cash. Um, there's a little more room for profit in that. We wanna make sure they have a credit score of 650 or, or over. Now, some of those metrics are not readily available or accessible on like 
the main platform. So there's tricks that you can do to hyper target audience that audiences that meet that. And that would be a whole nother conversation. Sure, sure. Um, however, there's these neat tools. So um, as you're running, a lot of people have seen ads on Facebook that have just an image, right? And mm -hmm. they see the, the creative, we call it, and there's a copy and headline and, or there's a video. Well, there's also an option to create and engage and start a conversation using chatbots. And this has taken it to the next level as far as gaining that trust factor in converting the lead into a buyer. See, right now, everybody, I don't want to say everybody, but there's so, there's so many companies investing in advertising that have never invested before. So they're learning. There's companies that have, that are experts at it, uh, that have very deep pockets. Everybody's being hit in seeing ads. And if you actually take the time on Facebook and scroll, you're going to see it's between every six and eight stories or, or posts, you'll see an ad. And a lot of people just keep thumbing through, right? Yeah. So, so if you have the opportunity, even when somebody clicks, because they've clicked so many different things, if that page doesn't load instantly, they're gone. If there's no engagement, they're gone. So Facebook Messenger gives you the ability through a third-party program. It's called ManyChat. There's a couple others out there, but I, anybody who's listening to this, that um, by the end of this, you'll know some really cool tricks you can do to help your business um, use, use Facebook Messenger. Um, many chat is the program that I recommend I back behind. Um, and, and I'll, I love it. It's helped hundreds of business businesses that I've seen personally, um, through a group that I'm, I'm involved with on Facebook that the agencies, right? So what they do is that they run these ads and let's say, for example, right now is a perfect scenario. It's a perfect time because of the, we'll call it a down market, right? So you have mm -hmm. restaurants and, and bars and those type of, 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 uh, that industry, right now it's all about cash flow. Their only goal should be to focus on creating cash flow, not worrying about substantial profit, creating cash flow and building their list. So if they create the cash flow necessary enough to be able to still make some profit, right? Sure, sure but not. instead of a 30 or 40% margin or 20%, even if you're taking five or 10% or what have you, just create the cash flow. I mean, business has to be down 30, 40, 50% at minimum. Yeah. Um, luckily across the US, especially here in the state of New York, that industry has been given the opportunity to, to stay open and not shut down. And they can also now do to-goes and include alcohol in that to-go yeah. service as well as delivery, which blows my mind, right? We got uh, uh, wine and a bottle of vodka delivered a couple weeks that's ago. That's so and, wild. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but that's awesome that they allow that because it's going to help, you know, keep, keep the revenue going. Yeah. So for example, I'll give you an example of how Messenger Bot would, would be useful for a business in that industry. They can, let's pre-sell services, right? Everybody says, oh my gosh, we'll talk about gift cards and gift certificates. And well, right now, the only way a company is going to sell or a restaurant's going to sell a gift card is somebody comes in, most cases, most don't have them available online for purchase. Uh, come up, come the holidays, they might have somebody reach out to them right. off of a random phone and call. And do a seasonal thing. Say, hey, let's help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, imagine if you can even discount 10 or 20% for a future gain, right? So you can create cash flow immediately, sell a gift certificate or gift card, electronic gift card, and then have somebody use that down the road. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's a lo basically a loan. Say it again? It's, yeah, it's, it's a, a micro, loan. it's a micro. Exactly, loan. Yeah. it's a micro loan. And you gotta re reduce it enough so there's an incentive, you know, as, sure. far, as far as an offer, there's some incentive, uh, whether it's five, 10, 15% off, what have you, you know your margins, if you're in the sure. restaurant industry, the business owner will know what they can do. But yeah, you're creating a micro loan for yourself. So that's the first conversation. Oh, that's a great idea. We should do that. Well, the conversation usually always stops there. How do you do it? Sure. And then they go online and look, and there's a program or something you can pay a hundred bucks or $150 a month. And they create a, a, an area online for people to buy it. And, then they put and it it's not on brand. It looks horrible. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a simple tool called ManyChat that helps you um, be able to sell these through Messenger. So imagine you as a business owner you have a facebook page um you go on your facebook page and you copy and paste this little line of code right it says mm -hmm. gift certificates available 20 percent off or 10 percent off or even just gift certificates available if you don't feel like running a promotion on your web page or your facebook page on their facebook page they can do it on their web page they can do it um they can text uh people for whatever they want to do they can take yeah. this little they can just say click here when they click that that link or you can even make it a button. I'm just trying to kind of keep this as like simple tech. Yeah, right yeah, top. sure. 
they can click. Once that's clicked, the overwhelming majority of people are already logged into Facebook because they're seeing yeah, it on Facebook. They leave right? it up. Or, or even in a text message, there's still Facebook running in the background. They click that, up pops Facebook Messenger. And Facebook Messenger, I actually have, um, I have a campaign pulled up now. I won't share it because we're not, you know, it's a podcast. But there is, just so you know, um, a 98 to 99% open rate on Messenger because it's a forced pop-up, right? right. pops up. Um, so you're, they're going to see that. And what happens is the key here is being able to sell that with ease without paying a ton of money because right now cash flow is an issue and, and yeah, restaurant sure. owners or, or like kind um, in the industry don't have that capital um, to pay every month or even want to take the risk. So Facebook Messenger will pop up and again, with this tool, I keep going back to the tool. It'll take, it takes 15 minutes to set up inside a messenger and that little pop-up, it'll say how much, what, what type, what style of gift card would you like to purchase or what amount, 10, 25, 50. Mm -hmm. And you create all that. It's really simple. They click 15 or they click, let's say they click $25. <clears throat> and then if you want to offer a discount, great. $20 gift certificate for 25 bucks. Mm -hmm. And then, it, then there's a button that pops up and it says check out and they can check out. They hit the button. In Messenger? This is all in-app. It's all in-native. It's all native inside of Messenger. There's a button, and then there's a pop-up that happens. It's through Messenger, but there's a pop-up that asks for your credit card information. And the customer will put in the credit card information. And after that, that money is then sent directly to your bank. Um, and all this is set up through, through many chats. Really simple. Yeah. Like I said, it takes 15 wow. minutes. And, and the coolest part about it is immediately after that transaction is complete, there's a thank you that pops up in Messenger. And again, this is on behalf of the company. It looks like the company's replying. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you never want to act like somebody's there. Hi, you know, yeah. this is Laura with whatever restaurant. <laughs> right. Don't no, don't you do that. You don't you don't have to say yeah. that. They understand it's like a robot. It's okay. a robot, yeah. exactly. So then say thank you for your transaction. Please keep a lookout in your email. Or some people just want to keep the whole conversation in Messenger and say, Thank you for your transaction. Here is your digital gift card of $25. And then it shows right up on the on the messenger. So when they go into the restaurant, they can pull that up and it's a gift card for $25 that they can use. Okay. Now I encourage restaurants to have a little fine print out there that says you know, single use only, right? Sure. So they use it all <laughs> sure. one time. So here they're not having to manage balances and yeah. stuff like that. But they show that on Messenger. And in a way to 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 verify that this is not. Uh, somebody that just created a gift certificate and messaged themselves, right? Because you got to think about that too. Sure. People trying to get in the system. Hopefully, you don't have customers like that. There's always a, you know, if there's a one percent or five, whatever it is. Um, from a loss prevention standpoint, the solution is they hold up the messenger on their phone, and it just all you have to look is to see if that reply came from the company's Facebook account. Because that, that's it's basically going to going to verify it, right? And is, it. is that your canned reply that you said this is what we're going to send people? Exactly, you got it. Yeah. Well, so that's so, all, and that's simple. That's it's awesome. Super simple. It's super simple, and we help businesses with that too. We're actually coming out with something here next week. GaryMaples.com is where it's all going to be held. My name G A R Y M A P L E S dot com. Um, now's the time where it, we just we have to serve, right? You have to serve. Yeah. So there will be all these tutorials, all these trainings like that to help but like i laid everything out it's manychat.com connected to your facebook page and then just follow the instructions let Super me ask easy. you can we d dive a little deeper into the into the world of chatbots sure. for a little bit um sure. you know you you probably have seen um man, was it was it two years ago one year ago the, the google duplex demo mm -hmm. remember that thing where it called yeah. and and yeah. you know um you know i think that that's probably where it's it's gonna go I guess some, one of the questions that I have for you on, on, a, on a technology front is, you know, if, when you look at the, at the data around the, the campaigns that you're running through a, a chatbot, and, and I know this is more, you know, centered towards the solar industry. Sure. What are, what are people's comfort levels in doing business with a chatbot? Because, you know, this is a new thing and, uh, you know, are the conversions, I, I get that the ad spend's probably lower. Are the conversion rates higher? Are people thinking this is something new and cool or is there trepidation around it? Sure. Good question. So we're in an interesting time because now chatbots are starting to be utilized more and more. So people are getting more comfortable with them. But keep in mind, going back on something we talked about earlier was that trust factor. Yeah. Um, they want they want to know that there's reviews from a business. They want to engage with the, with the business. They want to have especially if they're making a decision on a service-based industry, like going solar or getting an appointment or somebody come out to their, to their house and talk to them. 
um, they want to, they probably have questions that aren't able to be answered in a canned response. So whenever we run um, advertising or messenger campaigns towards industries where people are going to have questions uh, that can't be immediately answered, there's always an option to ask an additional question. And the, the best thing about using messenger bots is you can set up, uh, it's called a flow, but you can set up where there's a button that says if their question isn't answered. Um, like a lot of times messenger bots will have, you know, you can put in the most frequently asked questions and it'll answer them all. Would you like to learn more information or do you have a question that was not answered? If they say yes, it will immediately notify those people on the team of the organization that have, have their messages ready and then they immediately start having a conversation. It's funny because like, you know, when you say, oh, is there a, <laughs> is there a question that has that, that we can't answer? I immediately think of how crappy Siri is. Like, I don't even bother anymore with a lot yeah. of stuff, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so does this come down to um, really how comprehensive or how clever is the wrong word, but how much time you put into, I mean, essentially you're making a decision tree, right? That's, is that all that that's these messages bots are right now? That's exactly what it is. Yep. That's exactly what it is. Is there any, um, is, is there any... So there's no AI in this right now. This is right now when you're talking about mini chat, this is a this is a decision tree, right? You're going boom, 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 boom. And then there's a there's a dead end where it's like I will connect you to a person if needed. Correct. Or okay, a lot awesome. of yeah, it's correct. Yeah. To, yeah. In a yes, in the roundabout way, yeah. It's a decision tree and you just create it on how you want it to, you know, how, how the questions want to be answered and where the end result is. How crazy can you get with this? So l- let me give you an example. Um okay. I'm thinking, my wife and I were um, talking about, I was talking about, I was going to have this conversation with you today because the, the, I'm fascinated by the chatbot thing and I'm fascinated with, um, with voice. I think that that's where, you know, when you talk about what, what's the next intera- interaction. So I think chatbot and voice is really going to be the thing that my kids use, you know, sure. more than, you know, everyone loves the touch screens now, but um, I think my kids are going to get used to voice. Yeah. To, today, I mean, how crazy could you get with, a chat bot. So for, for the example that we were talking about was, um, uh, let's say, for example, we want to do, you know, c- could in theory, using this, the restaurant premise, could I load in all of my menu and have people go like, like, say, I want um, a large coffee, and then they could say, what kind of cream do you want? And I could say almond, and what size do you want? And it could do logic and then still and then do a checkout based on logic and choices. So we're doing it now. Yep. You're doing, doing it or now. like everyone's doing we, it now? We are doing it. A lot of people are doing it now and we're doing it now as well. And I'll be more than happy in a, in a different time when I have set up to yeah. show you an example of that. What it is, basically, it's a, it's an Excel sheet, right? And inside the Excel sheet, you have columns. Yep. Okay. You have your appetizers, your menus, all that stuff. And then you have um, any additional options for each particular sure. menu item as well as the pricing. And you can also add a URL inside of one of the columns for each image. And you take okay. that and again, you go utilize ManyChat that many chats uh, very user friendly and easy you upload that and then you create your flow so you you ask it you know are you ready to place your order yes or no yes uh wow. and then you, you have a menu pop up they can click it goes down through they select the entree add a note in it totals everything at the end and they can check out is, the, is it all based on i know i the answer to this is probably It's not, you know, could I use, um, could it be like, let me give you an example. Uh, so instead of, is, is it all based on like touch, like multiple choice, or could it could it say like, what do you want for your main course? And I know ex- I want hamburger. Like, will it know to associate or, do, or is it all from menu right now? No. So you can, you can do it by menu. That's, that's the easy way, right? Think about, um, I always use this as an example in car dealerships when they have menu ordering on the field after you bought a car, you go and sit down, sit down with the guy behind the desk. He usually has an iPad and says, you want this option, this option. Yeah. It's easier with visuals, right? Yeah. So, so we can create that. However, there's also keywords that, that will trigger things that can happen and you can set what those are. So if somebody does type in hamburger, if you want to take that next step, then it'll go ahead and add the hamburger to it and then run the hamburger flow. So That's the answer is awesome. yes. They have that keyword feature already built in. Yes. That's pretty amazing. It's incredible. And, and, could you, is it, are those, is the, are the tables read, write, or, or maybe not the tables, but like, so for example, I go through the process. Could that chatbot say, Hey, um, uh, where should we deliver this to, for example? Right. And I can, and I type in my address. Will that work too? I know I'm getting in the nitty gritty. No, this is awesome. This yeah. is real world. I'm thinking of like, <laughs> you know, all the things that I'm really interested in right now and, and where I'm working with 
entrepreneurs um, on this kind of like tra- crazy quarantine transition. Sure. You know, moving offline to online or online to better online, it, it all comes down to talking about how do you reduce friction for the customer. Yeah. And for me, it's like, man, that's a new frontier. If you can make this easy, this is this is giant. That's the key. And I'm thinking, I, I think about it the same way you do. And I also think about it from the cost standpoint too, yeah. right? And a lot of times there's software that people use that don't work 100% of the time. You know, Facebook's going to, it's backed by one of the largest companies in the world. Um, and you also have... Uh, the, the cost factor from a percent of every order that's being taken is usually sure. paid back to another third-party company that's providing the opportunity to order through the website, as well as a monthly. And in this case, that cost is substantially reduced um, to a one-time fee in some cases to ManyChat's $10 a month for their pro subscription plan. Wow. And you can do all these features. So um, to, to go back on your question about from an order, order standpoint and takeout, Absolutely. At the end of that, you're going to ask um, where where the, the address would be to deliver. They'll enter that. Not only will that be saved in Messenger for whoever's working at the business to be able to pull up, you can also then choose what happens to that information. So their entire order that's been clicked on, every time they click, it saves, as well as their name. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook, most of the time, uh, the overall majority of the time, people who are logged into Facebook already have their profile bio set up. So um, it's going to capture that information, first and last name. It'll automatically save that. And uh, also a phone number and email address. So that information can be pushed into a CRM. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of companies don't use a CRM. Um, if they do, it, it's great. it can be pushed into there so it can be stored so you have a list of customer data. Uh, or it can also be emailed, right? It can be emailed to the restaurant, whoever's managing that. It'll pop up on their phone so they get the order status notification and delivery information. So you can create uh, a database of all of the users and all the orders to be able to go back to, right? That's fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's really, really neat. What What else are you seeing in, in terms of, so you design chat. Things out for folks, right? Yeah. So can you say that again? It muted on oh, your end. Oh, sorry about that. Sure. Yeah, it's weird. I, it got... Um, it said my microphone stopped. Um, so you're you're designing these things from soup to nuts, basically. Correct. Like, and and implementing them. That's it. Yeah, implementing them for for a lot of industries. And we've done it on the solar industry. Uh, we're doing it on the restaurant uh, hospitality industry. Uh, yeah, you're we're we're using tools that are already created. We are not by any means the smartest guys in the room. We just know what tools to use. And uh, there's training. You can go to YouTube and figure it out. Right, and just watch a 20 minute video. Yeah. So I encourage anybody who hears this that's even interested, even if you're not in the hospitality industry and you sell products or other services, go take a few minutes, invest some time into learning and take advantage of, of this new wave of communication and, and, and being able to attract customers um, without necessarily spending a ton of money on ads and testing different things, right? Um, you want to be able to engage them uh, as fast as possible for as, the least amount of money as possible. And normally that starts with the group that you've already created. So people, if you have a Facebook business page, start promoting your information on there, um, add a link that goes to your chat bot. And I know that doesn't make any sense now, but once you spend a few minutes, you'll understand that you can create all this cool stuff to be able to collect money um, for your products and services. And there's an easy way to be able to to promote that and push that out there into, into the online world. You know, I'm even thinking about, forget the order thing. And, and, and we're, I think we're, this has been incredibly useful to folks that are going to listen to this. Like this is incredibly tactically useful stuff. So first of all, thank you. Awesome. awesome. And, thank you know, you. I'm even thinking about um, uh, for businesses right now, you know, I think there's a lot of people that have um, trepidation around, um, going in to a place or interacting with people. And, sure. and even from a chatbot perspective, I think that there'd be a lot of value in being able to ask a chatbot, hey, what are you guys doing to mitigate um, customer interaction, right? So before I decide that I'm going to go and order takeout, I would love to know, you know, are your, are your um, chefs wearing gloves? Is, the, is it pick up six feet from the counter? Like, sure. what should I expect? Is there hand sign? Like, to be able to ask, hey, what are you guys doing to mitigate um, virus spread and just have a chat bot go, boom, this is what we're doing. Any more yeah. questions? Let us know. Like that right there is value. 
Yeah, and you can you can have the canned response to answer all of yeah. that too, based on keywords that people enter, or you can obviously engage right out of the gate with the user too. Yeah. Um, there's some downtime now. I know a lot of people have been laid off or let go, um, temporary and permanently. But if there is an individual available at the restaurant to be able to help answer those questions, then shoot, run it, run it live and help answer that too. But again, you can create these canned responses to help with that. And immediately, as soon as you start a chatbot, in your case, it can start off with, did you know that we're taking these, these precautions to be able to, to make sure your, your food um, is protected and they can run the list immediately. So yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a really great point. That's very, I'm thinking, you know, and, and one, are you, are you a, an Alexa person? Are you a, a, an Amazon Echo person? I, I, so I don't have an Echo. I have a Google Home. Okay. So, so similar, right? Can you talk to me about platform, uh, you know, as you're kind of playing in voice? I, I've been spending more and more time over the last year learning about voice. Full disclosure, I do not have an Alexa in the, in the home. Um, sure. I don't have a Google home uh, and I'm as, I'm as wired as, as someone gets. But yeah. I think right now for me, and this is just my personal, um, uh, just my personal hang up right now is, is the Amazon platform with the, 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 the recording and storage of all my queries online. That freaks sure. me out a little bit. But um, can you talk a little bit about why you went Google Home versus Alexa and what do you use it for mostly? So uh, that's a great question. I've, uh, everything I have is Google from Android um, uh, to, 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 I guess that's not Google, but Android yeah, Google. is from, yeah. you know what I mean? It has a, yeah. Gmail, G Suite, uh, is what we use. So I've always just kind of kept kept that. I have a Chromebook. Very the reason I got the Chromebook was because I was traveling quite a bit and it's and um for the price and what I sure. needed it for it was like two or three hundred bucks converted into a tablet and fit great on a plane, right? In front of me. So there to be honest, from a review standpoint, I did not invest that much time. I actually got the the um the the Google Home. I forget what else it came with but I purchased something and it came with the Google home and then okay, I liked yeah. it. So, and then I liked it so much. I ended up getting the mini. Okay. And so they could kind of blare music throughout. We like to host a lot. So okay. that when I was down in Florida, so we would, that was to believe that was the main reason we got it Okay. Um, was to be able to jam out, play music and then, you know, talk to ask about my calendar and stuff like that. Um, ask for the weather, just the simple things like that. Mm-hmm. But as far as I know where you're going with it and I love it and I'm excited to dive in more. That's like our, our phase two or three, right? We know that's coming up, being able to place orders and do all this. Really that's cool stuff where I voice. think is like, yeah, yeah that's, I mean, that's, that's going to be happen. incredible. Yeah, it sure will. I just sure haven't will. found from a voice besides the music and the weather. Um, uh, and we're, we have one that think that I kind of play with, you know, I haven't found the, the, util, the, the killer use case yet. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that ordering is going to be either, but um, you know, I'm trying to, you know, the, I feel like the chatbot tech is the first is the is the tricycle before we get to the bicycle, which is the voice interaction. Yeah, I, you know? I totally agree. And getting people comfortable with, I think comfort's still going to be a big thing for people. But I can also see in, um, I guess, tertiary markets, you know, like upstate New York, where, um, you know, one of the things that that I tend to think about from a marketing perspective, which is more my background, is. Um, we don't have to necessarily be uh, reinventing the wheel here because all we got to do is, is almost ride the wave of what's happened in, uh, you know, large cities and secondary markets sure. be first here. Sure. And I can see the people that get on board in a city in, around upstate New York, this is going to be a novel thing that everyone's going to go like, Hey, look at what I can do. This is, yeah. They want to show you can it just off. capture quick, yeah. you know, before the yeah. adoption really takes off. Yeah, so, you're exactly right. Yeah. That's something that, uh, that needs, from a development standpoint, right? I remember looking into that gosh, a year, year and a half ago, as far as what it entails to be able to even have um, the ability to, like you're talking about, you put in your your um, cues, yeah, and and then that will elicit a response. And to take that to a commercial level, as far as an engagement, what's required? I don't think, at least I haven't seen it. It's not something I visited in a while. User friendliness on right. the 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 front end. Or we'll say the back end, but really it's a front right. for the co- the commercial entity to utilize that to be able to create revenue, right? Yeah, aside I from you got your, either. I mean, you have your Amazon app. You can order, you know. To, and remember, well, first of all, how about those click buttons, right? The the oh, the I dash buttons, the dash. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, as soon as I saw that, was that was incredible. And well, um, so you're you're able to do that. That I believe you're able to do that through the Echo, right? To place Amazon yeah. orders. Um, but not from, you know, like local 
Well, and that's, you know, that's where I think when you think about, um, you know, the, the walled garden that is the app store. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm much more of a, of an Apple ecosystem person, uh, but I use all, all the, the, the Google, um, software. It's, but, you know, sure. um, you know, I can, I, th- there's a conversation that, that is kind of, uh, I don't know who's good. I don't know who's going to win, uh, you know, on the importance of brand when it, when we start getting to voice first transactions or chat based transactions. So for example, um, am I going to say, Alexa, order me double A batteries, right? And then I'm going to make the assumption that Amazon is by default going to go, well, I'm going to order Amazon, you know, Amazon's brand batteries, right? Sure. So, so does brand become, um, nobody cares or is brand going to be more important than ever where I'm going to, where I'm going to intrinsically know, Hey, Alexa, order me Duracell batteries. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. Like, because there's going to be so many opportunities. What is battery, right? For, yeah. Yeah. For, for their, for that void to be filled on whatever the, the entity or whatever Amazon in this case decides to fill it with. And I'm also going to make an assumption. Let's say when we start getting local ordering, which that's going to happen, right? For, sure. For it's Amazon. Sure. Absolutely. I'm going to, I'm making an assumption here that they are going to act very much like Apple does where um, in terms of reducing friction, right? I've got a credit card saved on file with Amazon, Mm -hmm. right? Everybody does. I read the other day, actually several months ago, more people have prime in this country than vote, which is crazy. Holy moly. Yeah. Yeah. The penetration of Amazon prime, more households have Amazon prime than vote in a presidential election. That's insane. So, so it's, it's some crazy penetration. So I'm going to make an assumption that everyone has a, Maybe it's only Prime you can take uh, uh, advantage of this, but you, you have a credit card on file. And then when I say, um, you know, Alexa, order me, um, you know, order me chicken tikka masala from Minar, mm-hmm. um, they will process that all within Amazon with the card I have on file in Amazon. Sure. And they'll save my favorite orders in Amazon and Amazon will take a cut just like uh, like uh, Apple does out of every transaction. They'll yeah. process it and they're going to take a cut. So I'm going to, I'm going to stamp it right here. I think you, you just nailed it from a path of least resistance. Right. I, I think that is, that's, that's the way it's going to go. I totally agree with you. Yeah. It's totally as much agree. as whatever you yeah. like about Amazon or dislike that to me is the, um, the killer feature when I can go, when it knows what I order, who I order from. And I sure. say, Amazon, order tikka masala from Menard for pickup at six o'clock. Boom, there it goes. And that's all I have to do. One step, we're done. Yeah. Right. So how does that, I guess to throw this back to you when it comes down to, forget about solar as in general, right? Let's talk about, let's talk about brand because you come from sure. the agency world just like I do. Um, sure. You know, how would, how would you, if you're advising a brand to try to dip their toe into voice and chat and um, and where this is going, um, uh, what would you advise people? To, what can people do now sure. to try to, to try to put a stake in the ground, so to speak? Yeah. So everything this, this question comes at, at us a lot, right? And you know that as well. Where do you start? Where you recommend? And and I always immediately answer with the same response, and that's understanding your customers. So what are your customers' needs? What are they looking for? Understanding the avatar and all you're doing is creating an area to better serve them. You're just creating an additional way to better serve your customer. So take advantage of what's currently working, okay? And, and you're gonna use voice, and you're gonna use chat, um, chat bots, which we have more experience in, to be able to take that to the next level. So you're creating a seamless um, uh, user checkout process, in this case, from what we talked about, um, you're creating a very quick time-saving, right, effortlessly way or effortless way for your customers to engage and, and buy your service or your product or request an appointment to learn more about your service or product or inside the chat, they can even hit call. They mm-hmm. can call you immediately if they have questions, that type of stuff. So I would always start there and from, a, um, from, from really developing or building your brand, um, I'm going to go back to uh, providing the value that your customer deserves. And and that centers completely around trust. So from being able to answer their questions, even if it's a chat style relation, you need to let them know that you are still always here Mm -hmm. to answer any questions they have in real time, right? Unless it's 11 PM and you're closed, that you're always available. So do not, get too caught up in this 
um, automated system style process for being able to for being able to create an easier um, easier barrier of entry to to sell more product. Um, you don't want to look at it like that. You want to you want to also you just basically you want to offer the opportunity for your customers to be able to um, to to purchase what it is you're offering. But you have to have to always let them know that you're still here to be able to serve them through a normal line. I don't want to say normal, but through a, a, a line of communication where they can actually interact. Oh, what you're talking about is make it That's, easier for them, not yeah. necessarily easier for you. It might be easier for you too. Yeah, correct. And, the, and the, the goal is to make it easier for you as well. But if you make it easier for them, then there, it still always falls back to the, if you build it, they will come because yeah. then ultimately it's going to be like, oh my gosh, this was so easy. This is, you know, yeah. especially now with it, you know, we're being on the cusp of, of this starting to really take off. Hey, did you know that uh, Savoy restaurant or the Clover or whatever now offers this really cool messenger bot thing? Yeah. So now you also have the opportunity to, to kind of get excited about it and share the experience. Let me ask you this. Um, um, do you get into... With a chat with chatbot and and let's look at let's look at chatbot let's look at um you know chatbot plus uh, training with with someone uh, that, that's answering do you get into um, sonic branding share a, a vernacular right so so I'm going to make an assumption here that the way that I would um, th- the message that I would see from a um, uh, a biker bar should have a different voice and vernacular than a five star restaurant right do you guys get that deep with client and solar is different maybe, but like, do you start to think about those things at all? You, you have to. Yeah. And a lot of people don't take it to that level from an agency standpoint of those that are helping. Um, everything is brand specific, right? You need to build the brand. A lot of mom and pop shops could really care less, right? You might even have biker bars, but they, and, and they, their customer base, so to say, is the biker bar demographic. Um, but even the restaurant owner doesn't, they'll know that, but they also are like, Hey, no, some don't even, you'd be surprised at how many companies don't necessarily even know their margins or who their demographic is, yeah. right? So, or they try and mix it up and throw spaghetti on the wall and they'll have, you know, different crowds every night, which, which, I mean, if you got crowds Monday and Tuesday at a restaurant or a bar, you're yeah, good, right? You're doing good. So you keep doing it, but yeah, hundred percent. And the way you can utilize, the way you can best serve um, the customer from making a brand consistent um, campaign in whatever it is you're doing is to allow the owner or the person that's in charge of the brand because they know they're they know what they're doing best, right? And they've already created that atmosphere and they've already been able to provide or bring in that demographic, what it is mm-hmm. they you know what they want, and you have them assist you. So you want to use their their jargon. You'll let them type up what it is they type up, and just by having them engaged in the process, it's going to be automatic, right? If they if they have a graphic designer that they've used for all of their stuff. You want to use the graphic designer, continue, continue to use that same graphic designer that will carry out the messaging and the creative throughout, throughout all this. And inside a messenger bot, you can also, there's, you can, you can place in like buttons, for example, maybe crafted and look a little bit different from one company to another. So yeah, just keep everything consistent. Nothing's going to change, but that's a great point. A lot of people completely over, uh, forget about, um, that, all together and you'll get a company and say, Hey, I can create a chat bot with a menu item, you know, and it, but it doesn't might be sound totally like off. you. Yeah. I'd be totally off. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I will let you get back to it. Uh, where, where can people find out more about you, what you do and, uh, and, and maybe reach out to you if they, ha- if they have some, some work. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. So you can reach me at Gary Maples, G A R Y M A P L E S.com. Um, we are really excited, myself and a, and a couple others are um, really excited to launch what we call our Survive and Thrive community on Facebook. And that's offering free training for um, really any business that's experiencing uh, some downturn based on what's happening here with, with uh, the coronavirus. And not necessarily just that. There's always going to be businesses that may need to create additional revenue or want to. So what we do is we um, well, we have free training and, and we actually have a daily video series that we're launching on YouTube and that's Gary Maples TV. And that's um, going to go over really cool tools like we talked about here in ManyChat. And then we're also going to talk about some marketing strategies. Uh, for example, I think I talked to you about it the other day. Um, there was a pizza uh, restaurant that most pizza restaurants sell pizza, right? And, and pasta, this pizza restaurant took it to the next level. And what they did is they prepackaged pepperoni, they prepackaged cheese. They have their dough and what they did is they'd sell that as a package. So now the families can go ahead and grab that. It's an extra dollar, a dollar fifty cheaper. And now they can have an experience. So the company's still pushing product 
And now the family's creating experience. Now they have a ton of downtime that they're at home because of the virus and the lockdown. Um, so those type of marketing strategies, that was just one, but there's hundreds. We're going to go over all that cool stuff. That's so, awesome. That's so where, where is that? Where's Surviving Thrive? Is that launched yet? Yeah. So uh, it's, it's in the process of being launched. We're about 10 days out. Okay. Right? Uh, filling content. But uh, by the time this video, I don't know your timeline. Um, no, it's maybe a couple days. Time. Yeah. Okay. So um, just keep it. It's Survive and Thrive. You can actually find it. Join the community. Survive and Thrive. Um, it's on Facebook. Uh, you'll see it. And uh, feel free to join the communities open. We're going to start filling it with content here over the next week. Awesome. Seven to That's 10 days. super awesome. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. This has been super you insightful. Got it. There's a lot of great takeaways for folks. So thanks so yeah. much. And yeah, I appreciate it. What and about I wanna... email? How can pe- how should people reach out to you? Twitter, email. Email. What do you want? Email. Email? Very email. Me. M. E. At GaryMaples.com. Me. And I like GaryMaples.com. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, I appreciate the time, and I wanted to say thank you to you too. I've been in uh, for what you guys do at, at Thinkubator, and thanks, man, and, and all the cool stuff you do. I've I've listened, overheard some really awesome stuff that you're doing for entrepreneurs and startups, and uh, the passion is there, and I love it. So we're trying. Thank we're trying. you, man. Thanks, yeah, you're man. You're doing some awesome stuff. Thanks, Gary, for the time. That was a lot of fun. Um, I love getting kind of tactical with some new stuff. And so, um, you know, with that said, definitely check out uh, the site. We'll link up the the project and Gary's site um, uh, in the show notes uh, and on the website. So uh, if you want to reach out to him, please do so. And uh, let's see what we can do. Like, who, who's building a chatbot? Let's build some chatbots. Let me know if you built one. Let's check it out. Uh, you can always email me at hello at rustbeltstartup.com. Uh, and hope you guys have a great week. We'll see you next time.